like to share with you a very nice story, Be'ez HaShem, a very important story today, that uh, is a famous story, but I think it's important to start today's halacha with this as follows. In the mid-90s, there was a, appeared a box in the bottom right-hand corner on the front page of the New York Times. The New York Times was known to be the... Uh, most prestigious newspaper in America, at least definitely in New York, and there was a small little box, black box in the bottom, and it used to say, the Zman of Adlokas what time to light Adlokas Aneris every single week in New York. And it would say every week, this week's Adlokas Aneris time is whatever time it was. That was exactly what happened every single And it continued for week after week, and nobody understood who sponsored, who paid, whose idea this was, until eventually it stopped. It went for around five years, eventually the box left, whoever was paying for it obviously decided no longer to pay for it, and gone was that Locus Aneris time on the New York Times. So for the next year, few years it never appeared, until the year 2000. In the year 2000 they made a millennium edition of anyone that remembers, anyone that was around at that time, or at least prior to that, remembers all the hype of what's going to be in the year 2000. I remember them telling us that there might not be electricity in the year 2000. Everything's going to shut off. Even not even South Africa, even in England, because we don't know if the you know everything can cope with every. It, it was crazy what was going on. So they made a New York Times Millennium Edition of the New York Times, and what they did was they wrote a very, very interesting article. They did three pages. Right now, in these three pages, they had one page from a hundred years ago, one page of the year 2000, and the next page was what? A hundred years time. 2100. And what they did was showed the news of a hundred years ago, the news of today, year 2000, and the year what they project will be in a hundred years time. And that's what they did. And it was interesting to see what was 100 years ago. It was interesting to see what was today. And what was interesting was, is that 100 years in the future, they predicted that people would be voting through robots. There'd be robots walking the streets. There'd be all sorts of flying saucers going on. You know, they had all sorts of news articles. And there was one interesting thing that they had on that page. The year 2100. A little black, small box. Bottom right-hand corner with the front page of the New York Times, the time for Hadlaka Saneris for Jewish women in New York is whatever it was. And someone did an interview on the editor. The editor was a Catholic. He wasn't a Jew. And they said to him, you know, very interesting, beautiful article. It was wonderful, so interesting. Everyone was talking about it. Tell me, what on earth was the candle lighting thing doing at the bottom of the right-hand corner of the you know, year 2100 on the New York Times? So he said, listen here. We cannot predict the future. We don't know what's going to be. What really will happen? Will there be robots? There won't be robots. We have no idea. But one thing we can predict. In a hundred years time, Jewish women will still be lighting Hadlokas Aniris. They'll still be lighting candles. And it's something that's gone on for decades and decades, all the way since the time of the Gemara, and it continues, Adar Yoimazeh, to be a very special mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that's used. We've even found goyim that we thought are goyim that end up being Jews. Because they say, some Spanish cleaner says that my minig, my custom of my mother every Friday afternoon was to light two candles. And everyone's like, whoa, that means possibly you're Jewish. 
Candle lighting seems to be something which has been with us and will remain with us. And it what is what attaches us to Yiddishkeit. You have people that are barely religious. But when it comes to lighting candles, they light candles. I want to be in your Modica Maisa. Unbelievable story, this one. It's a true story. There was a minister here in Eretz Yisrael, one of the, someone who was very, very close to Ben Gurion. And uh, this minister held a very high position in the cabinet, in the Knesset here in Israel, and was very close to Ben Gurion, as I mentioned. And there was a certain time where the Ben Gurion met Chazanish. We're not going into the whole story. The Ben Gurion met Chazanish. Met Chazanish. They had a historic meeting between them. They discussed very important things. Now it's interesting because this minister, I think it was the minister of education, so he basically was not religious, but his wife had one custom. She used to light Shabbos candles. Every hour of Shabbos, right before Shabbos, that's the only thing she would do to attach her to Yiddishkeit, she would light candles. And every single week, she would pray that her children are just as great as the greatest man she knew, Ben-Gurion, the Prime Minister of Israel. That's what she prayed. Because that's all she knew. Right? She knew this was her, this was her idol, Ben-Gurion. Wow! Halavai, my children will turn out like him. Until that historic meeting, when Ben-Gurion met Chazanish, and, and, one of, and there was a whole meeting of all the cabinet ministers, and one of them was this education minister, transfer, whatever he was, and he comes back home and he says to his wife, wow, I've just met a man that's an angel, he's a, he's, a, he's a walking angel, it's incredible, I've never seen anything like this in my life, I thought Ben-Gurion was good, this rabbi, old rabbi that all the Jewish people around the world listen to, he's the man. So his wife, that Friday afternoon, changed her tefillah, not that her children should be as good as Ben-Gurion. It's changed now, because now she found someone greater than that. She found the Chazanish. And she now prayed to this rabbi in Bnei Brak, who she had no idea what he looked like or anything that he said. But if my husband says he's Choshev, then he's Choshev. And she davened that every single week, my children should be like Ben-Gurion. Rabbi Sai, her grandchild, was a very, very big Choshev Rosh Kolel here in Yerushalayim. Because the tefillah at Adlokas Aneris is something which is so Choshev. Rabbi said, I'd like to start by Isa Hashem. The halachas of Adlokas Aneris is something that, as I mentioned to you before, in all my years of giving Shurim and Hilcha Shabbos, I don't think ever I've gone through these halachas Kaseda, and I think it's very, very important. And I'll tell you why. Number one, we just finished Hanukkah, and Rashi tells us the sugi of Ne'er only it doesn't only apply to Hanukkah, but also applies to Shabbos. But also, I realized something else, as we were mentioning the halachas, if you remember, we talked about the fact that every single year there's a chiyot to like Adlokas Aneris. Most people don't know that. A lot of people sitting here didn't know that. So I think it's important to go to Allah's number one for you, because you're going to gain from this. And number two, as we said, mostly Shirma Ushalam Bayashirim. Your wives can ask you a question about Allah's and Aries. You can say, well, I don't know. Allah's and Aries, not for me, it's only for women. It doesn't work that way. Every single person is a here to like Allah's and Aries. Therefore, if you know the Allah's, you'll be able to tell your wife as well. So, Rabbi Sai, there are many, many different Allah's. Um, there are many different shalings that come up. I'll give you one. I'll just give you one. Maybe we'll get to the answer when we get to it. But I'll give you two shilas. And then we'll start with Alokas. Shaila number one. Somebody calls me. This is going back about three, four years ago. He says to me, he's going to Tzvas. His in-laws, his parents-in-law live in Tzvas. He actually is from Manchester. But his in-laws uh, live in Tzvas. And he wants to make them a surprise. So what does that mean? He says, I want to show up by the meal. 
I mean, they're not going to be coming. You know, they, we live in, I think they live in Chemish, whatever it was. We're going to travel to Tzvass. We won't, we won't get to the house yet. We'll leave our suitcases, whatever it is. Well, on the Friday night meal, we'll knock on the door and say, Hi, here we are. They'll be like, wow, I can't believe you made it. His Shiloh is, where's he lighting Shabbos candles? Shiloh number one. Shiloh number two, Rabbi Isai. True Maisa, Loch Maisa. A couple went off the derech. Right, no, the husband and the wife totally went off the derech. They came back onto the derech. And now the Shiloh was... Do they have to light, does, does she, does the wife have to light an extra candle for every single week that she didn't light when she went up the derech? Because halacha is, as we'll see by Ezer Hashem, that if you miss one week, you have to light an extra candle. Now they went up the derech for a few years. Do they, how, how many candles can they possibly have to light? So that is the shaila, which Ezer Hashem, maybe when we get to more halachas, we'll discuss. But some of the more common shailas, I think are very simple, that a bachor in yeshiva, does he have to light? And if yes, where? Where he's eating? Where he's sleeping? What if somebody else lights for him? That's number one. Number two, what if you're married? And for example, you're going out to eat Friday night. Where do you light? By the Friday night person? Or, you know, all these sorts of shyness come up almost every single week. People like to travel to the coastal. So I want to get in a taxi. I want to light and then go to the coastal. Am I allowed to go, do that? Come back? All these sorts of things. Which all to use? What time to use? Lighting early? Lighting late? Forgetting to light? All these different shyness. But here's a show I'm going to get to. But I want to start today with a hagdom of an introduction. And that is what Hadlokas Anevis represents. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos Chafem at base, Hadlokas Ne Shabbos Chayvet. It's a chiv, it's an obligation in every single Yidin Kalal Yisrael to light Hadlokas Ne Shabbos. Ad Gedekach, the Uraim, holds that it's a chiv Doraisa. It's Mamasha Doraisa. As I pass in that Gorys Maimini, the Medjushtan Chum already brings it, Parshish Noich and Parshish Mitzoyra, the Eliarab and the Prima God and Reish Shamakdalis, he got another Paskins, that Lokas and Eshabas is Doraisa. Mamasha Doraisa. The Maisa most Paskim Achoylik on that. And not only the Rambam, who passed this way in Hilcha Shabbos, Perikei Alocha Aleph, also the Rashba, the Meiri, and as I pass in the Maisa, the Shulchan Aruch, and Simon Reish Shamak Gimel, that we pass in that it's a Chiva Durabonon, it's a very Choshiva Durabonon, but it is a Mitzvah Durabonon. Something we mentioned by Hanukkah, the Gemara Shabbos, Chof Gimel, on the base, Haragil Bener, Havinam Bonim Talmidei Chachomim, which Rashi says, if you're careful, Haragil, somebody's habit, always, good, is constantly Rogil in the net, always lights Shabbos and Hanukkah, says the Gemara Mufuish, you'll get Bonim Talmidei Chachomim. Have you mentioned so many times before, people are running around the world, to Rebbe's and Kvarim and all sorts of places in the world, to get some school up. Because they want good children. Everybody wants good children. Who doesn't want good children? And don't, Rabbi Sam, let me tell you something else as well. I'll give you a heads up. Don't wait till you're married to start davening for good children. We learned this in the Sugud Rachel Malaya. You start davening right now. You could have started already a long time ago. It could take years of tefillah. We have no idea how long these things take. We know how many tefillahs will be piled by Eschanam, by Shrabenu, all of these sorts of things. And therefore we try as much as we can. Daven now. Don't wait till you're married and then start davening. Daven now to have good children. Every single one of you want good children. This is what you do. It harogul benet. Now, what does it mean harogul benet? Says Rashi, ne mitzvah Torah. Through the mitzvah of ne, you get the or of Torah. So, for example, the Torah brings down that it should be yafa. Rogel means yafa. It means it should be nice. The Bach explains why does it say harogul benet? What do you mean? The Gemara Mufurish tells us on Chafayim base that Shabbos 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 um, lighting is 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 a chiyuv. It's an obligation. So, how can says the Bach? The Gemara is a lotion of Rogel. Says the Bar, he says like this. Someone, anyone can be kind of mitzvah, and that's probably the reason why so many people are lighting Shabbos candles, but doesn't mean necessarily they have to meet the Chachomer children. Why? Says the Bach, because many people light candles in the regular way. They're not redacted by mitzvah, they're not redacted in the type of oil and the wick and all sorts of things that we'll get to, Be'ez Hashem. And therefore, a person is mahadr after the mitzvah. A person does it better than what he has to, then in a Chanami, he gets the scholar. By the way, the Yalkut Yosef of Yitzhak Yasef, 
Chacham Ovadia's son brings down in the Sefer Yalkut Yosef that he says that by the way if a person is a Boki you guys by the way Be'ez HaShem are going to be in this if you're Boki in Hilchah Shabbos you also get the Skula of Bonim Tamidei Chachamim so here you are Rabbi Sai. it's a very very special thing it's very important some explain the the um, because Rogil means having a lot of candles, which is why, for example, anyone that's a descendant of the Bnei Soscha lights at least 36 candles on a Friday night. Zeh Keli Van Veil, the Osnitbu brings down the Tshuva Binyom and Zilba, that it's nice to have a nice candelabra, a nice Leichta, because that's what you light the candles on. Yankee's very good at that. For when it comes to Hanukkah, make sure when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos Kodesh, it's the same thing. It's a nice, nice thing to have a nice lighter to go off to Mitzvah Zeh Keilu Keilu Van It's very, very important in that case. Okay, um, let's move on, Rabbi side. By the way, there's another schar the Yalkut Shemoni brings down in Parshas Baloischa, where he says that if a person keeps Nerish or Shabbos well, I will show you the Ner of Tzion. You'll be here for Mashiach, you'll witness the Geula Shlema, which is an amazing, amazing skula, which is a very important thing. It's your dua, as the Gemara tells us, that women davening. By the way, you think I'm only talking to the women out there that are, that are davening. There is a tefillah, and we'll discuss that, and I'll even show it to you. There's a tefillah that's written down for men. When, and, and again, we'll get to these halachas that men are supposed to be involved in the halachas aneiris. We'll see, this is why you guys are wondering, like, why are you teaching us in yeshiva halachas aneiris? You'll see, but Yisrael, it's negate to you now when you're a bacha, it's negate to you when you're married as well. There's halacha that you're meant to be oisik, you're meant to be busy, maybe preparing the neiris for your wife to light. There's a special tefillah that's brought down for men to say when they... I've been asked this many, many times. People email me, can you send me the tefillah? There is a tefillah, we'll get to Be'ez HaShem where we talk about it, of what a person, a man should say when he likes in order to get bullet time in the Chachamim. So Rabbi Sai, it's a very, very chosh of a mitzvah. It's a very important mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that Be'ez HaShem we're going to talk about. Be'ez HaShem is a little bit more towards the, you know, towards the rest of the week. But the idea is, Rabbi Sai, this is very, very negay, and not only for you, for your wives, and also for you when you get married as well, but I say tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem, we're going to understand the most important idea, which is enough community when you go to a hotel, which most people make mistakes when they go to a hotel and they light in the wrong way and make bochal of dollars, is why do we light Shabbos candles? Why do we light at Lachas and Shabbos? What's the purpose of it? What do we gain from it? What's the idea of it? Be'ez HaShem, join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.